0: Hello and welcome to Fire in the Valley. I am your host, Aaron Murphy. Today I have a special guest on with me, Father Tyler Froelich of Christ the King Parish in Missoula, Montana. Father Tyler, it's great to have you on today.
1: Thanks, Aaron. It's great to be here, recording from The Rectory, my own home
0: lovely home. Thank you.
1: Thank you. We try. We try here.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I am a brand new priest for the Diocese of Helena. I was ordained on June 24th of 2022. So this summer, I've only been here for about four months. They sent me right to Missoula, pretty much right after I was ordained. But yeah, I grew up in Billings. I went to Billings Central and I've actually known Father Kirby, who's the pastor here, since we were in sixth grade together. And we played football together and and through college and a little bit of seminary together. But he got ordained like five years before I did, so. But it's great to be here. I've loved Missoula. It's a nice little town. I hadn't spent much time here before that, living here in the university district has been phenomenal. Lots of things happening all the time from the sorority across the street to just people around neighborhood parties. It's there, There's a really good sense of community here in Missoula. So I have been studying in Denver for the last eight years. That's where I went to seminary at St. John Vianney and just finished up in May with the eight-year program. So it took me eight years to get through seminary. So I should know something At least I like to think that I do, about something.
0: For today's topic, we are going to talk about Mary. So I'm going to ask Father Tyler some questions about Mary. To start off, who is Mary?
1: Well, I know a lot of people named Mary. A lot of old ladies at the parish named Mary. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Good, I got a laugh out of Aaron. No, uh, Mary, Mary, actually, I mean, it shouldn't be a controversial figure, In Christianity, but kind of is, especially with Lutheranism and uh, the Catholic Reformation in the 1500s. That's when the issue really started to come to the forefront because some people had differing theological opinions. But Mary is the mother of Jesus, which means that Mary is the mother of God. Now, there are some false accusations against Catholicism that say we worship Mary or Mary is like a minor God to us. That's not true. That's not true at all. Mary has just been given the honor, the complete honor of being the mother of Jesus. And if we look at what that meant, especially in ancient Judaism, being the mother of the Savior, it's what every young Jewish woman wanted or would hope for. You know, of course, like the chosen one what an honor the queen mother because if we look at ancient royalty as well there the queen wasn't the the wife of the king the queen was the mother of the king because often the king had a ton of wives (laughs) but yeah mary is the mother of god she's the mother of god because jesus isn't this Half human, half god. He's not uh, a god with a with a skin costume of humanity, and he's not like a superhuman thing. He's t- fully man and fully god, and it's a mystery of of his incarnation. He's the second person of the Holy Trinity, and Mary gives birth to that man, to God himself, and so Jesus receives his humanity from Mary, from Mary alone, really, because God the Father, the Holy Spirit is the one who, well, let me rephrase that because that makes it sound like I'm saying God the Father is the Holy Spirit. No, Jesus Christ was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And then the human part of him, the human, his human nature comes from Mary. So she is the mother of God, the mother of our Lord. Great answer. Thanks, Aaron.
0: (laughs) And second question is, why does Mary matter to us? Or does she matter to us?
1: Mary absolutely matters to us, especially as, well, I mean, as Catholics, because we are the ones who honor her with the most reverence. And so why does she matter to us? Well, one way to explain this is like, um, in a proper relationship between mother and child, who knows their child more than anyone else on earth, right? The mother of that child, that, that woman carried their son or daughter for nine months in the womb. Literally, like, I mean, the science is getting deeper and deeper here with this, um, with pregnancy and the prenatal stages of life um, where the child is in the womb. The, the child is sharing everything with his or her mother. Like she is giving of her own body. She is the, this temple in which that allows this child to grow. And if we take that and apply it to Mary and Jesus, Mary knows Jesus super well, better than anyone else. And, and she is honestly a model for us because she's the first and best Christian. She said yes with total faith to God the Father and the Holy Spirit that allowed Jesus to be conceived in her heart first and then in her body next, right? One mistake that is made about Mary, I would say, is that she is just uh, a vehicle for the Savior to come into this earth and then she's tossed away as if she were nothing. That's not how, A, that's not how the Lord would ever treat any of his creation, but especially the one who carried him in the womb, right? So she holds pride of place in humanity because she carried jesus in her womb she's holy because of that she is a temple and she shows us how to be christian and then she also because her prayers are more powerful than ours because she's holier than us that's just a reality because we do believe that she was without sin now how is that possible it's, it's not on her own merit that she's without sin. It's We need to look at it this way. The Lord and his sacrifice on Calvary, that's an eternal act because it's God who is making that act. So it spans, the grace of that action spans across all time, right? And so... That grace was just given to Mary before she was born. And so shows was kind of like she's walking towards a puddle of mud, which is sin, and the Lord stops her before she falls into it. But the rest of us, we fall in, we get pulled out, we get washed up. That's kind of how this works, because he needed a place to enter into this world that was worthy of him pure and holy. So she shows us how to be Christian. She brings us to her son uh, and brings our prayers to him because she also knows how to pray better than us. So we offer things to her that she may bring them to him. Why? Why (laughs) what?
0: Is there like an explanation on like why Mary, like why God chose Mary to carry Jesus?
1: Well, I mean, why Mary specifically? I think that like there's he prepared her right from the beginning of time to be the one to do it. But did she have free will and the ability to say no? I think is a is a question to go in there. Like why why did God choose Mary? Because she had the faith she was given that gift so she, her heart was prepared in that but could she yeah could she have said no yes she had free will she wasn't bound to this but and and the lord if if she had said no would have found another way to bring the lord into our lives into our world to save us right but praise god she said yes And now we have a mother. We have a mother who loves us and so yeah, I mean, it's like asking Aaron, why were you born of your two specific parents and not two other people, right? It's God does as he wills and but but we need to look at the preparation and the gifts that Mary received and then how she used those gifts in participating in the saving action of Christ in a certain way.
0: Yeah. So why do we ask for Mary's intercession?
1: Hmm. I'm chewing ice. It's just ice from my lavender, honey, cold foam, cold brew. But I'm not doing it. I'm not sponsoring anyone. I'm not getting paid. So I'm not going to tell you where it's from. Um, (laughs) Why do we ask Mary to intercede for us? Yeah. One of the arguments against this is that only Jesus is the mediator between God and man. It's like, well, yeah, that's true because he's the point where where he's like the intersecting point of humanity and God, right? He becomes man and he is God. And so he he brings us in his ascension to God the Father and he brings humanity into the into the loving relationship that the Trinity has in itself. But when is it ever a bad thing to have someone pray for you? When is that ever a bad thing? I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not at all. I mean, no matter what faith you are, people ask, "Hey, will you pray for me for this thing?" And we know, kind of like I was just saying, we know that Mary She's holier than the rest of us. She was sinless. She was immaculately conceived. And so she's she has this closeness to God that we don't have. And so she knows how to more perfectly pray for the things that we need. And so her prayers are powerful, right? We look at the wedding at Cana. When she says to her son, who is God, they have no wine. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do about that? My time hasn't come. She's like, do whatever he tells you. And that's a really beautiful story because it's in faith that she says he will make this right. And whatever he says goes, even if he doesn't act here. But then Jesus' love for his own mother responds to our need for him. And so Mary's intercessory prayer, and it's true of all the saints, but Mary specifically, right? Like, Aaron, who's your favorite saint? I
0: like JP too.
1: John Paul II, yes, excellent. Would you ask John Paul II to pray for you?
0: Absolutely. Of course,
1: right? Because he was a holy man who did great things. Think of Mary as... A million times that almost, right? Not necessarily infinite because, I mean, Mary is a human. She's not She's not God. She's one of us. She just has been given special graces. But her closeness to God and and the fact that she was so holy and pure that she carried God in her womb for nine months, it's it's like a gift. God gives us a help to be able to get closer to him. And, it, and he approaches us in our humanity. It's not like, oh, why Mary? What, what's so special about her? Well, we have a mother. And and like every human person has a mother. I don't care if you were conceived in a tube, right? Which isn't a good thing. But this isn't a Catholic moral theology show. But I'm just saying, you have a mother somehow. You received your flesh from your mother in some way. You did. So he meets us in our humanity, A, with his son, but also with his mother. Because how important that aspect is in a child's life. So her closeness brings us close to his heart.
0: Okay, so should you pray the rosary?
1: should you? Ah, uh, this is a really interesting one. Because obviously the rosary is really beautiful and good, right? Yeah, it, it is. But can I say that it is necessary for everyone to pray the rosary? I don't I don't think so. Because I, I look back to my favorite saint, St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower, who she didn't pray the rosary. She would always fall asleep if she prayed the rosary. And so, like, she, she kind of, like, just by nature of her being couldn't really do it, right? And there are other saints like that. And then there are other saints who are just, like, they go hard on the rosary. They just pray the rosary all the time. What I can say is it is necessary to have a relationship with Our Lady. And part of that is, like, knowing yourself. What can I do? How do I get close to her with my specific rendition of humanity? If you can't pray the Rosary, if you're too distracted and or or you fall asleep like Saint Therese, find another way to be close to Our Lady. You know, and whether that's just talking to her in relationship or reading about her life in some way or something contemplating, you know, something like that. Because mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of ways. But I will say, of course, the Rosary is one of the most prolific prayers in Catholicism. It helps. It's powerful. It brings people to God's heart through Mary. It's simple, and it's it's easy to learn. And it So that's kind of the caveat I would put on that. I mean, yeah, people should pray the rosary, but if you can't, that doesn't mean you don't have a relationship with Our Lady. That also doesn't mean that you cop out and say, oh, I can't pray the rosary. <laughs> I'm going to find something else. No, like, if you can, you can. If you can't, Be honest about that, but always stay close to the heart of Our Lady, the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady, in whatever way she's asking you to, whatever way works for you.
0: Well, Father Tyler, thank you for coming on to Fire in the Valley to talk and teach us about Mary and her love for us.
1: Absolutely, Erin, thank you, and yeah, if you guys want, if anyone who's listening to this, uh, anyone wants to talk more about this, uh, just come over to Christ the King and we'll have a chat. I'll make you some coffee and uh, we'll have a nice fireside chat about theology. Or I'll send you to Father Father Kirby. He doesn't know that yet, but I'll send you to him, fill his schedule with meetings. It'll be great.
0: He'll love that. Yeah, he will. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening and I will see you next time on Fire in the Valley. (music)